Welcome to the Brian and Adam Show. I'm Brian. And I'm Adam. <sighs> How you doing today, Adam? Uh, I've seen better days. But How you doing? Better days? That sounds bad. Well, I mean, I've also seen worse days. It's one of the middle of the road days. Fair enough. It's getting cold, you know, I'm starting to feel it. It is. It is. You ready to talk some uh, sports, though? time of year again. Yeah, if, if we have to. I mean, we don't. Let's we do don't it. have to. What else would you rather talk about? Yeah, was, well, I don't know. It's just there was a lot going on this weekend. I, you know, your, your girlfriend? Uh... Sports-wise. Sports. We covered this a couple times. <laughs> so I'm single, so. Hey, ladies. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. we'll start with college football, and you are the man for college football. Give it to me. What you got? Well, not not much happened. I mean, obviously, we had some bowl games this uh, this week in Division One F. BS. Um, so, not no big bowl games, but we did have a couple national championship games in the lower divisions. Uh, Division three, Mary Harden Baylor won the national championship um, 10 to 7. And a, a note there, they in the semifinal, they beat Mount Union, which had been to the last 11 um, national championships in Division three. So, that's kind wow. of. Wow, congrats to them. Big, big streak that was um, ended, I guess. Uh, Division two, you had Northwest Missouri State winning twenty nine to three. And I don't know if you saw any of this game. I watched it, parts of it. It was a blizzard, pretty much. I mean, lots of snow. They're playing in Kansas City. Um, a lot of snow. Uh, it was just kind of a. It was a fun game to watch if you like watching football, where it looks like a bunch of you know, Eskimos, peewee guys out there. Just because, just because the weather, you know, that does. It's just like hard to look really good um but northwest missouri state is has been pretty good uh they've won three of the last four national titles <clears throat> so they've been doing all right for themselves in division two uh fcs big deal sad to report this north dakota state did lose yeah in the semifinals to james madison wow ending their five in a row national championship streak and it wasn't even in the championship. It was only in the semifinals. No, they, yes, semifinals to James to again to James Madison. Which all credit to you guys. You played a great game. Um, it's tough to go, and they went to the Fargo Dome. Yep. In North Dakota, uh, it's a hard place to play. It's a hard place to win. Um, so, hats off to those guys. And on the other side of it, um, Youngstown State out of Ohio beat Eastern Washington on the Red Field. If anybody just familiar with Eastern Washington. They went to, I don't know what the stadium's called, but they play on a red field. Also a tough place to play. That game was crazy. I don't know. Did you watch any of that? Nope. I was doing homework. Oh, you, okay. Uh, well, anyway, the, it was a, it was a shootout. I don't remember the final score, but the very last play of the game, uh, Kevin Rader is a tight end for Youngstown state, caught the ball, um, pinned it to the back of the defender who I mean they were pretty much hugging each other and he pinned the ball and they went down to the ground and it was yeah they called it a touchdown in the last play of the game to to send Youngstown State to the to the national championship game which I mean that's a crazy finish biggest catch of that guy's life and if you guys haven't seen it I strongly recommend going onto YouTube or googling it or finding it somewhere and watching it I, to me it was a great catch I I thought it was just a crazy finish and Go Penguins! Yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, Youngstown State Penguins all the way. Yep. 
didn't realize this that uh Bo Pelini is that his yes. name? coaching there he was a Nebraska coach for a long time he played in or he coached uh, the NFL not like head coach but they also have Jim Tressel as like the president really? of athletics yep wow some big former names in former State. Ohio State head coach he was a graduate of Youngtown State which is why he went back just some yeah, and I, th- I believe uh, just some fun facts Bo for Pelini's y'all. From Youngstown, yeah, yeah, I think he's from Youngstown as well. So, kind of a, and he's still getting paid by Nebraska. So I'm wondering if Youngstown State doesn't have to pay him. Nah, I don't it's know. It's like free coach. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, that was our uh, kind of our national title. So congratulations to all those teams that we've mentioned yes. here in the last uh, four minutes or five minutes or so. Um, before we move on to uh, anything else, I want to ask your opinion on something. Uh, bouncing into FBS now, Division One. Um, Christian McCaffrey came out this week, said he wasn't going to play, and it's been kind of a big deal in sports media. Um, a lot of people are taking both sides of, you know, should players have the right to say whether or not they want to play in their bowl game, or or prepare for the draft? Is because that's his reasoning for not playing. What is your thoughts, or what are your thoughts? I mean. I thought you would have known my thoughts personally with knowing my stance on the NCAA. Um, I completely agree. I These players are out there, and when you look at like a Leonard Fournette or Christian McCaffrey, they are top talent at their position, and they will be drafted. And why would you go out there and risk injury in one final game that, I'm sorry, NCAA, but it's meaningless. You get a trophy. Woo! That's it. Yeah. So, I am completely behind them. Um, I mean, I heard an interview with, who was it? I believe it was like Drew Rosenhaus or something like that, who is an NFL uh, agent, and he, he was saying that he believes players should play. And they shouldn't worry about their draft stock. But these kids aren't getting paid. You have to view it as a career move. And that's how these kids are viewing it. Is when they go and get drafted, they are entering their career. Just like when a college graduate graduates and enters their desired career field, hopefully. And so it's it's the same thing. But the paychecks are a lot bigger, obviously. And so... I'm honestly kind of flabbergasted that him of all people would say this because it's kind of like, really? You know how much money is on the line for some of these guys, and if they get injured in a game that doesn't matter, they're, that's a lot of money they're losing, essentially. Yeah, that's a lot of his, his money as well because as an agent, he gets a cut of that, and it's percentages. So. Exactly. And so, but I mean, I've also seen other people take the other side. Like, I know Jay Billis is a huge supporter of this, He's also a huge supporter of players getting paid, which, as I've said before, I am as well. Um, so I just, I think it's really stupid, to be completely honest, that people are like, oh, well, he should play in their bowl game. It's like, why? They're focusing on their career, essentially, instead of, like, a rec activity, which is what how I view these bowl games, personally. It's kind of like recreation. You're not getting paid, but after that, you get your job. And so, yeah, it's like if you work in 
Go ahead. If you work like fast food or something, and you have finals coming up, you know, because that's your that as a as a college student. Yeah. You know, you can take a day off or a week off or whatever to study for your exams to you know because it's your career. You know. Yep. It's Like, I gotta get that. It's your future. Um, I've heard people making the argument that well, if he's not going to be out there, it's gonna you know his his the rest of his team is gonna suffer because you know a lot of what he does is like reflects on the offensive lineman, for example, and people like so some people are upset about that, but I I, I feel you know it's his choice. He can decide once he want what he wants to do with his Ready body. for this? I have a mind blowing idea right here. Ready? Maybe. Give me a second. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. My mind is ready to be blown. Pay them. You hyped this up. This better be good. Pay them. It's that simple. Oh, that's not that mind-blowing. That's my point, I'm really though. Disappoint- I really disappoint. Like, it's a really easy way to fix this. Because then if they're getting well, paid, then they're going to play in the game. Because they get paid to play in that game at that point. So, uh, it's a simple fix, and the NCAA well, is what just... what do you consider pay? Because this this is, an, this is a topic that um, obviously can be debated for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> so we don't really want to get into it too much, but because um, I personally feel that college or college athletes, a majority of the, the big-name college athletes who are getting their full-ride scholarships and getting everything taken care of for them are, you know, pretty much getting paid already. Because you go to Stanford for free, well, and you're getting housing for free, and food for free, and everything. That is essentially, he is being paid, what, Stanford probably costs $40,000, $30,000 a year? I would almost say a semester, but yes, it's expensive. I don't know, I haven't checked. So, essentially, he's getting paid more than most people in America. That's how I feel. But, we don't really need to get into an, an issue here. I mean, like, I get what you're saying. I, I still agree, though, that it's his choice, and he sh- he should make the choice of whether or not he wants to play. My like, point with that is, how many millions of dollars is that university making off selling jerseys that have his number? Or how many people are going to watch Stanford games because he is playing? You can't tell me they're not marketing him as a person so they, and not compensating him for it. So they give him tens of thousands of dollars. To have a free education and to live, yeah, it's it's. I'm not disputing that. My point is, are, Stanford is making millions upon millions of dollars off of him, and he's getting just, maybe in his yeah. career at Stanford what three hundred thousand dollars of quote unquote free things. I mean, my real no, beef it's not quote unquote free things. It's straight up free. <laughs> well, hang on. My beef is. Because, yeah, they're getting free rides, but I can't remember the school now. It was down in the southeast, and there were football players who went... It was in, it just happened this fall. They went to the bookstore, and the, because you get a voucher from your university, go and buy your books because they're scholarship football players. And they had money left over following the purchasing of their books. And... So, I don't, they never gave the specific amount that was left, but the people working in the bookstore who sold them the books are like, look, you still have this money left, why don't you just go buy some other things here in the bookstore? And so that's what the guys did. They went and spent that money on who knows what. Everything they spent that money on, though, was being sold in that bookstore by that bookstore. 
Okay. And they ended up getting suspended for it. I'm, that That's a joke. And on top of it, they had to pay back that money. And they had to pay extra because they did that. And they were suspended from their team. That's a joke in my opinion. Because why are you selling things in your bookstore you don't want people buying with vouchers you give them? If that is the problem. Oh, that's... I'm... And for me, it there's, there's just been that's cases like this. A... It's kind of like, well, let them use the money you're giving them then. If you're going to give them X number of dollars to go spend on books and they have extra, let them spend it. Otherwise... You buy their books for them. Literally buy them for them and give them to them if you don't want them spending any extra money. No, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I just think I there's such the, sticklers when it comes I to just, the NCAA and money that it, it's a joke. Yeah, there, there needs to be some, some... They need to relax a little bit on that. But I'm just, I feel like they are, earn, they are earning something. I don't feel like everyone's saying... Well, I'm, not, I'm not I disputing that. that. They so, are getting... I mean, I would... I would there's a lot of things I would do for a full ride scholarship to, to Stanford. That's a, <laughs> and if he gets to just play football, like he's one lucky son of a gun, you know, got to keep it clean. Uh, but we should probably move on. Um, well, unless you have anything else, I just wanted to give a shout out to Donnell Pumphrey, the San Diego state uh, yeah. running back who broke the NCAA career rushing record. He set it with 6,405 yards, which is very impressive. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, it's about, what, six yards per carry? Yep. Approximately. Um, over his career. So, yeah, he, that's, he, he did all right for himself. I just hope Hopefully he's a team gives him a chance. Yep, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes these guys from these schools are it's tough for them to to get in there, but I, I I think it's usually for the skill players. It might be I don't know. Well, it'll we'll see. I we'll just see. think he should be I given a chance. That's all. Chance. He'll get drafted later, but I think he'll I think he'll get drafted. Of course, that's several months away. We have a lot of time to wait to talk about the NFL draft. That we do. Um, moving on. Stick with football, NFL. Why not? All right, sounds like a plan. What do you got for me? What What do I got? I got NFL stuff loads of anything? stuff. Uh, like no, it doesn't sound like. It. <laughs> no. Um, All right, let's just, just start a, with some something. I was, something. I was just gonna say a game that I thought was much closer than I thought it would be was Packers Bears. Oh, yeah. Um, the Packers won it essentially on a 60-yard pass to Jordy Nelson. Um, then they kicked the game-winning field goal. But I was shocked it was tied at 27 to begin with. Yeah, I'm, I mean, well, the weather probably had a lot to do with that, which made it feel like it should have been a lower-scoring game. But, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, it was whiteout conditions but yeah I mean that was a close game Packers they need every win they can get right now and they they walked out of there with with the win so good for them keeping the keeping the NFC North North race close yes yes they are another game that I mean the game itself wasn't all that interesting I mean it was a decent game mm -hmm. but 
there was more interesting that happened following it, and that was the Jaguars Texans game. Um, yeah, the Jaguars ended up losing twenty one twenty. Um, the Texans came from behind; they were ten down to come back and win it. They benched Brock Osweiler, who is their seventy two million dollar quarterback, for Tom Savage. And then it came out this week that Tom Savage is also going to start this weekend. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you the exact same thing. I, <laughs> I, I think that they made the right move here. Um, you know, if Osweiler's not doing what they want him to do, I mean, it doesn't matter how much. I think oh, I think it was the head coach. Oh, I can't remember his name. Bill right O'Brien. Now, but he's that's right. Yeah, he said something along the lines of you know how much they pay they're paid is like a front office thing and but what we do with those players that's my job like i don't remember his exact quote but i think he said something along those lines and i completely agree with that if if he ends up saying that i could be making that up but um you know they the front office decides how much you're going to pay a guy like if they want to pay a guy 72 million dollars that's great that's their choice but if i don't want to play him because i feel like he's not the best option then that's my choice and i think you know that's what he's getting paid for as the coach so i think if he feels like this is the best decision then that's the best decision yeah i mean tom savage has been at houston for i believe this is his third year at houston and he was drafted by bill o'brien and so he's been there and he's been in his system where brock osweiler obviously just signed a free agent contract this summer Mm-hmm. And so he's, I mean, you have to remember, Brock Osweiler is what, like 25, 26, something like he's that? Young. He's young. He's still a very young quarterback. And, I mean, not, not, not to hate on Bill O'Brien, but he's not exactly known as a quarterback groomer. And so, unfortunately, I think it's kind of a bad situation for, for Brock Osweiler where they have good weapons at wide receiver, but he doesn't necessarily have the coach that can really work with him and fine-tune him. I mean, obviously, I'm biased here, but like the Eagles, they surrounded Carson Wentz, who is obviously a rookie, with veteran quarterback talent and people who know how to groom quarterbacks. And so I feel like that's something Brock Osweiler has been missing in Houston, where he's obviously been struggling this season. And I think part of it is also the fact that the Texans just aren't as good of a team as the Broncos were last year that made him look so good. Yeah, and we've 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 talked about this uh, probably several times, but we we talked about how the Broncos were really good and they won because of that defense, and it, it, the wins always just for some reason are given to a quarterback and it makes him look better, and yep, that's why he had all that money. I mean, we talked about that on multiple occasions. Um, I was a little disappointed that the Texans ended up winning because they were losing. And as a Colts fan, the Colts won this week, and uh, they need the Texans and the Titans to lose, and both those teams were losing, and then they ended up winning. <laughs> it's, just been, it's just really depressing. But I want to talk about the Jaguars for a second because, I mean, we look at that 2-12 and 12 record, and I think this is like almost the exact opposite of the Cowboys because, well, I don't know, maybe not saying that right, but... The Cowboys, we've talked about how the Cowboys are winning all these games, but they're winning really close. Mm -hmm. Another one this week. I just want to point that out. 
<laughs> the Jaguars are losing all these games, but they've. I've, if I, I looked at their schedule, and they've lost the last seven games by ten points or fewer each each game. It's like they are so close. They are right there. They just can't finish the games. And I mean, I agree, but it it's also. I mean, they were showing during the game. They showed footage of Blake Bortles and how his mechanics were last year compared to this year. And it, mm-hmm. he has regressed. I mean, it's very visible in just watching the video. His throwing motion is elongated now. He keeps changing his release point, And none, none of those things are good as a quarterback. Obviously, you can change your release point. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a master at that. He can throw his sidearm. He, he does a whole you bunch of... You have to be good at it. Well, exactly. And you have to keep your other mechanics sound when you do that. And that's something Blake Bortles has not done and he's actually gotten worse at it. And so I feel like, again, another another good young quarterback who just needs grooming. He needs yeah. someone and to un- work with him on the small things. It's unfortunate because he ended up going to the Jaguars, which we all know over the last, I mean, probably since they've been in the NFL, haven't been a good team. It's They just they haven't found success in whether that's in management or um, coaching or the players themselves, it's just that just whatever it is isn't working. And they show though by keeping close games, being able to compete, and they play some pretty decent teams over the stretch. And you know they show potential. Mm-hmm. And that, if I remember correctly, they are a pretty young team as a whole. Yeah. So maybe in the next few years, you're going to see something good coming out of Jacksonville. Um, we can only hope. Something something I wanted to ask you is, how do you feel about them firing their coach? Jacksonville? Yeah. With two games um, remaining in the season. How do you feel about that? Like, I honestly don't really... I don't have opinion. a... I mean, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a problem with it. I can see both sides. I can see where it's like, well, just let them finish the freaking season. Like, there's two games left. You're... <laughs> Changing to an interim head coach oh, at this the f word. <laughs> Changing to an interim head coach at this point. Yeah. You're almost just throwing it, just giving up on the season. Be like, all right, we're gonna lose these next two games, in my opinion. And especially considering the name Doug Marone, uh, interim head coach. I obviously have experience with Doug Marone. He who was the head coach at Syracuse several years ago. Nothing personal. But... Um, I'm sorry, but he is not a good NFL head coach. I mean, he was decent in college, but since he was head coach of the Buffalo Bills for a while, and he didn't do well, and he hasn't done well, which is why he was the offensive line coach. I mean... Uh, coordinator. The, the point is, is that to me, they pretty much just threw in the towel, which I don't really have a problem with. As for those of you who have listened to past episodes, I'm pretty much rooting for my Eagles to lose so they can get better draft picks at this point. But, <laughs> it's, I'm yeah, I'm just kind of very, it is what it is. I mean, I found it yeah. interesting that after he was fired, because it occurred in Houston, they hadn't left yet, that he ended up taking yeah, the team charter the back. Yeah, that was, that was kind of weird. <laughs> can you imagine just being on that, just like... So, um, I'm not your coach anymore. <laughs> I'm just um, hitching a free ride back to Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, to me it's like, I'm, I've, I've heard, like, this. it's come out, obviously, he's gotten a bit of attention. 
in the media, and you hear only good things about this guy. Apparently, the players just love love him. So it's like, give him two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay him anyway. True. But, yeah. So, uh, let's move on. I just want to get um, this out of the way right now, because I know you're going to bring it up. Browns lost. Browns. My prediction was wrong. That is that. I still believe they can get one win this season, but... Uh, they have left, you know? They have the Chargers... And I can't remember the other game they have. I think it's the Steelers. Steelers. Yes, it's at the Steelers, yeah, the Steelers though. Steelers so that's week. a loss. Yeah, so um, so you're <laughs> thinking that they will have to beat the Chargers. Yep. Um, if they're going to win, it're going to happen this weekend. If they right, well, were going to Make your win. prediction. Make your prediction. Are they going to beat the Chargers? No. So you think they'll go 0-16? Yes. I thought this week and last week were their two best chances to win a game. Well, I should say last week and the week before, excuse me, because the week we are talking about is in the past. Yes. Um, But they didn't, so that's over. Um, I have a question for you. Maybe you had this one for me kind of like earlier. So you probably didn't watch this game, but the Eagles-Ravens football game the Eagles came back, they drove all the way down the field, uh, scored a touchdown. They're down one at that point. After they scored the touchdown, yep. no extra point. It's 27-26. I, it. I already know where this is going. <laughs> so you don't like the fact that they went for the win? Not personally. I don't know. I, I okay. play for overtime. You know, like, if you're a team that's known for going for two and you can do it every single time, which is obviously nobody... Well, um, the Steelers, the Steelers do it quite a bit, and they well, they have go good for two, but they don't. It. They have about fifty percent success. Right? Well, exactly the, <laughs> the exact same as going for one point. You know, getting your one point every single time. But I, I think that in a one point game, you because it's one of those things where you get it, you look, you look, you like look good. You don't you look, look at like Jack you Del Rio back in what week was it like? week two or something like that, way early in the season, at the Saints, yeah. Yeah. I believe it was. They tied it up, oh, down yeah, one, went for two, they got it, and everyone's like, oh, he's a genius. Yeah, but it's, to me, I it's it's too risky, because, you know. For me, I liked it. I did. I liked that they went for the win. The way that team was playing, I thought the Ravens, in overtime, would have won it. So I did not have a problem with them going for the win at all. But matter of opinion, I guess. Obviously, That's this also. Like... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it, the same thing happened in the Titans Chiefs game. Titans That's tied it up, it. and instead of going for the tie, they went for the win. They didn't get it. Fortunately for them, they there was enough time on the clock. They kicked a field goal to win it. Um, yeah. I still liked it even in that game, and I want to give big props to Tennessee for going into Kansas City. A team that a lot of people were saying, oh, I think this team could beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Super Bowl bound. Exactly. This team was getting high praise after beating the Raiders on Thursday night two weeks ago. And then I found it really interesting that after this weekend, no one is talking about the Titans beating the Chiefs. No one is. Which really surprised me. It's like all of you were just talking about how fantastic the Chiefs are, and then they lost to the Titans. So are you saying the major upset? The Chiefs are no longer that good, or are the Titans actually better than people think? Better. Or 
Was there something bigger? What? What? What's was there just more to talk about? Like, I mean, we didn't want to talk about the Titans and the Chiefs. I don't know. I think that, you know, the Chiefs are good. I don't think they're as good as they have actually been in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I personally feel. Um, I mean, I've obviously made it pretty yeah. clear on this podcast that I'm on the Titans bandwagon. They're my adopted team. I'm rooting for them. Rivals <laughs> and everything. Um, let's move on to the Colts Vikings game because this was a big deal because Adrian Peterson came back. Yeah, didn't do well. No, nope. he came back. Yeah, like, that's a that's a plus. If you're a Vikings fan, knowing that he is still alive, um, it's what surprised me is the Colts just they are confusing. Right yeah, now. they are. They're One week they're absolutely confused. terrible. The next week they're Beaten up on the well, like, Vikings, who have a decent it's defense. Like, it's like, what? Three, three games ago, uh, I don't remember who they played, but walked all over them. Easy win. Last week, look, didn't do well. I mean, They walked all over the Jets, and then they, got, Jets, they lost right. to the Titans, and then they walk all over the Vikings. Yeah, it's like, I think it was the Texans, wasn't it? They, they lost to the Texans, correct. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's like... And, and right now, you needed all three of those wins. I mean, they were one game out, but with two games left, it's... And I think that they are, like, third well, their place next, on the tiebreaker. Their next game is going to be tough at the Raiders. Yeah, that will be a tough one. Um, so, I'm not getting too high on the when the Colts get into the playoffs. It <laughs> could happen. I, 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 hope, I hope they make it, but, you know, if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, any other games that... Um, interest. I mean, the Patriots beat the Broncos, but to me, that wasn't too surprising. Yeah, the Broncos aren't who they were. Um, I think their lack of offense, whether it's the run game, because Trevor Simeon has been throwing the ball around the yard pretty well, but it still seems like they're not opening up the playbook to him, which I think is hurting them offensively. And their defense, I don't think, is as good as it was last year, which is why they're struggling more. They're not rushing the passer like they were. All right. Yeah, they're just... Neither of these two teams that went to the Super Bowl last year are are who they were. No. It's, it's interesting to see such a, such a change. I mean, yep. there's a good chance that neither of them will make the playoffs, and... I think the Panthers are already eliminated, aren't they? Uh, technically, no. They have like a to, oh, they're not point they're something right. percent chance. Like it's minuscule, yeah. and all these things have to go perfectly. But yeah, it's they're like the Colts. Like they need to have other teams lose, and then I they, we need to win. <laughs> it's and... like the Colts and some. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, as you're the just Broncos, in... they're. I mean, they're not. It's kind of the same situation, isn't it? They're not technically out, but. Well, the Broncos at least have a winning record. They're eight and six. The Panthers are only six yeah, and eight. Yeah. But the Bronco, the AFC has more teams with a winning record and a better record. So that's kind of the yeah. problem the Broncos have. Where the NFC, there's a lot of teams hovering right around five hundred that can make it. So, but as you just mentioned, the Panthers aren't doing so well. But they definitely hurt the Redskins' chances of making the playoffs, they did. beating them on Monday they night. Did. And also shout out to Cam Newton for 
making me win in fantasy. Thank you. I don't want to talk about fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes you feel any better. I got lucky. But, um, yeah, I got screwed over. Um, they, I thought I put certain players in who didn't make it in, and if I had, it would not have lost. I would not have lost my game. But we don't need to get into that because <laughs> we're talking real life. We talk real life. But um, as we were talking about earlier, though, with relation to the uh, Jaguars, uh, they're like the opposite of the Cowboys. They just lose all the close games where the Cowboys win them. The, they yeah. won another close one, 20-26 over the Bucks. Um, to me, I still do not have confidence in the Cowboys, and I stand behind what I've said with them losing in the first round of the playoffs. All right. Stand behind um, it. I had a question. I had a question. I have an answer. Um, well, before we get into that, have they got locked up the first, um, the number one seed yet? The Cowboys? I can't remember. Yeah. No. They haven't even locked okay. up the NFC East. That's true because the the Giants are what two games back with two games left. Yep. So, and the Giants and own the head to head. Obviously. Yep. Um, my question is: Say they win this week, the Cowboys. That if they if the Cowboys win this week, they that gives them the number one seed. Are you right? asking me or telling me? Yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm asking you this. I am not sure if that gives them the number one seed. To be honest, because that that means they'll that means they'll be at least two games up with only one left. So that gives them the number one seed. But I don't know what the other records in the NFC are as well, far as the division next best record, The next best record, I believe, is the Giants. And they're in the same division. So, uh, Anyway, my point, the question I'm trying to get to is, if they lock up the number one seed, do you put in Tony Romo for that last game? Give him some work just in case he needs to go in in the playoffs. No. You don't? I'm a strong believer that... You don't sit people the last week, especially if you have a bye week, because that that can throw your team out of whack. Um, I'm a big proponent of chemistry, as we've discussed previously. Um, you're going to be getting a week off anyways with the bye. Why would you sit? Why would you try and make a change that can just throw things off? I, I don't like it. I strongly disagree with it. I think you made Dak Prescott your starter, even when Ro Tony Romo has been healthy. Don't change it. I don't care if he they are losing 31 to nothing at halftime of a playoff game. You leave Dak Prescott in. You made a commitment. And to me, the fact that Jerry Jones keeps bringing up Tony Romo and the fact, oh, I think he can come back and make us uh, help us win the Super Bowl and all that stuff. You're undermining your starting quarterback by doing that. And if I'm Dak Prescott with this, I'd be ticked at Jerry Jones. Like, get over your bromance with Tony Romo and support me. Or when I can leave, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. That's how I would. But that's just me. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel like, what do you think? Well, I... I... I don't see a problem because I mean we saw this when what was it 2012 when the Colts were 14 and 0 and then they benched Peyton Manning um, for I think like half of the last two games wasn't it something like that he, he sat and then they ended up losing the next two games and they were 14 and 2 but then they ended up going to the Super Bowl and but that like that was where this issue I think became really big because I think the Saints did the same thing 
um, where they clinched the number one seed and they benched some of their starters and it was like just this big deal of should they be allowed to bench starters like that's not what we the fan as the fans are paying for and all this stuff it was like a big deal but I believe you know it's like kind of the same thing with McCaffrey you know and him making that decision like to be to be healthy uh, the team has the right to make sure that players are healthy and also on the same time what happens if Dak Prescott is injured and Tony Romo goes in there and he's had absolutely no experience. And gets hurt again? This season. <laughs> well, Sorry, I had to make the joke. Like he goes he goes in there, and he he's cold. He hasn't played a single live minute of football the entire season. Can I pause you right throwing... there for a sec? Go ahead. But you, when we, we, when we had this debate, you told me, oh, practice is all that matters. He would have come back and been fine without playing games. But now you're telling me that it, he needs to play games in order to come back and be effective. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he needs to. I'm saying it would help. I'm saying back when he was hurt, lots of players. That would, playoffs are different. We know. We all know the playoffs are a bit different. I mean, you need to win. I mean, I'm just saying it would help to get some live action in there. I I think he could still come back and he'll still be effective. I still think I still think that they have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl if they have Tony Romo as their quarterback <laughs> and Dak Prescott. But they are they've made their decision, and I'm not gonna you know argue that with you right now. We can talk about that later. We can get into it. <laughs> I still think that Tony Romo is a better quarterback, and I think that you know Dak Prescott's getting a lot of the credit where it's not just him, but that's just me. But we probably need to move on from NFL real quick. Um, before we do, I saw something. I was watching ESPN, and they were talking about the last two weeks in the um, MVP race. And they had their top five, and I don't know if this is the right order, but they had Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, and Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on those guys? Like, what do you think of that list? I honestly think it is what it is. I think the NFL MVP is a popularity contest, personally. I really don't think that the true MVP of the league often wins the actual MVP trophy. Um, yeah. That's just my take. I mean, a lot of those guys are just the big-name guys. It's kind of like, well, yeah, they're good players, but are they true MVPs? Like, if I remove them from their team, like, we removed Tom Brady from the New England Patriots. They went 3-1. and Like, all right, so that's pretty good record still. So, and that's just how I view it. I So, I'm like that with all of those guys. I mean, I know you're strong with your Tom Brady feelings, but I'm like that with all of them, to be completely honest. I think Derek Carr is the least big name one that deserves it. Yeah, well, he's getting the least amount of attention. Um, out of, out, if the NFL came to you right now and said, Brian, you're deciding this year's MVP, who would you go with? The Cowboys offensive line, a five-way tie. There you go. I was really hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Because I, 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 I honestly mean, think without that, you put Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, excuse me, Dak Prescott, I almost said Tony Romo, you put those two guys behind the Eagles' offensive line, they're going to get creamed. Or the Browns' off offensive rookies. line, they're going to get creamed. Oh, well, you could put Peyton Manning behind that <laughs> Browns' offensive line and he'd look, he'd look bad. But, like, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, no, yeah. That's just where I'm at. Um, are there any players, though, like you'd say, like, 
if that wasn't the case, like if you can't can't really do that, because let's be honest, if the, if if offensive lineman got the NFL MVP, there would be chaos. People would be rioting. <laughs> no one no one respects the offensive lineman. I played offensive lineman when I played football, and I have great respect for the line, and I think that it's the most important position on the field because without off a solid offensive line you can't have a solid team browns and i think you know it's the foundation it's a it's you can't build a, a house on a shaky foundation it's like look at the colts what was it the 35th <laughs> offensive line or something like that for uh, tom brady or um, not tom brady andrew luck sorry and it's like they haven't been great they've been very eh the last couple of years and yeah there's no salt. There's there's no consistency on the line. Um, so that's my opinion. I just I think that. But yeah, the question is who who. Like, is there a position player? Because we all know it's going to be a skill player, skill position. So who who do you think is the best skill position? I think Derek Carr is the true MVP. I think if you take him off that team and put like Matt Shaw back there, they are not going to win eleven games. That's that. I agree with that. I think that uh, on that list, he's... No disrespect to Matt Schaub. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. He's not Derek Carr. But... Um, yeah, I think Derek Carr is probably the best uh, out of those options. Um, I do like, and I, I mean, we've talked about this, and I like what David Johnson's doing in Arizona. I think that, obviously, they are not a winning team right now. They're not, they're not having a great season, but I think that... To be on a team that's not that good, but still putting up, in my opinion, MVP. Well, let me put it this way. I think the Arizona numbers. Cardinals are a very good team. I just think their quarterback sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he has been absolutely awful this year. Awful. He's been rubbish. I love, I don't have the actual numbers, but I'd love to know the number of interceptions he's thrown this year. I really would. Because it's been terrible. Yeah, it's it's not the Cardinals we're used to seeing. It's not the Carson Palmer we're used to seeing. Here we go. He's it's, thrown 13 interceptions this season and only 22 touchdowns. That's not good yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying, I think David Johnson's probably, in my opinion, he's probably the best offensive player this season. Yes. He's got... And you compare him to, because Dak Prescott's the one who, or not Dak Prescott, um, Ezekiel Elliott's the running back who's getting all the attention. Uh, David Johnson's got more total yards, more total, he's got, David Johnson has the most touchdowns out of any player, not a quarterback, because we all know quarterbacks throw more touchdowns. But yeah, he's got almost 2,000 total yards this season. He's got uh, 17 total touchdowns. I think he's he's probably the best offensive player. And opinion. shout out to him for setting the NFL record with uh, 14 straight games with 100 yards from scrimmage, NFL record. So congrats to yeah, him. And I think the record record is 14 in a single season, as well. Um, not consecutive, just total in a single season. And I think if so, if he gets one more, I think he sets that that record as well. So. Yep. Well, I think it's time to switch gears. A little bit. Yeah. Let's go to college basketball. Um, there were some big games. Especially on Saturday of this past weekend. Obviously, the biggest one, in my opinion, was Kentucky-North Carolina. 
Um, mm-hmm. Kentucky won that one, 103 to 100. Um, that was like yeah, that was a an NCAA championship game. I mean, that is it was a shootout. It was. Those are two very very good teams, and they played like it. They played a very close game the entire game. Yeah. Then another big one. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say another big one was uh, Butler in Indiana, and then Butler going into Indiana and beating them. Yeah, uh, Indiana's been pretty good um, last couple of years, and Butler obviously showed that they are they're getting pretty good too. The state of Indiana's having has some good some good basketball programs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting little note. Um, it's not really a big deal, but or anything. But uh, Iowa State fell out of the rankings. I think what two weeks ago or this past week. It was the first time in, I think, over three or nearly three years or over three years the team from the state of Iowa has not been in the top 25. Wow. wow. I just saw that. I was watching, uh, I think I was watching the Iowa, an Iowa basketball game, and they just talked about that. I was like, hmm, that's interesting because we don't really think of Iowa too often, and I want people to think about Iowa. There's a good Iowa fact for everyone, I suppose. So, yeah, if anyone anyone listens from Iowa, now you know. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Other than that, though, yeah, um, um, there weren't any big games. Um, there was the Purdue Notre Dame game. Um, yeah. Notre Dame was up fifty-two to thirty-eight at half and ended up losing, eighty-six eighty-one. It's just a, a pretty good comeback by Purdue. Yeah. Um, which is another top top twenty-five matchup. But yeah, I think those were all the top twenty-five matchups. And yeah, and then obviously tonight is the big. Uh, Kentucky against Louisville matchup, both ranked in the top ten. It'll be a good one. Yeah, it should be. Who who do you have in who that? Do you, who do you think's gonna win? Hmm. I don't know. I've got Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky by thirteen. I'll go the other way. You're taking Louisville. By thirteen. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I know. No, I I don't know. That one's eh, probably going to be Kentucky. I'll I'll take Kentucky as well. Uh, who do you like though so far through the basketball season? Who who have you who's been impressing you the most? Um, I don't know. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's too early. You can't tell much until conference early. play. That's when I think you can yeah. tell a lot about a team because then you're playing teams that know how to play you better typically. Yeah, it's like you're not you're not playing against. Jackson State. Yeah. It's just a game I'm looking at right now. It's just, I think, with Baylor and Jackson State, you know, 3-8 and eight program no one's ever really heard of before. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, one, Big 12 should be fun this year. There's some good programs in the Big 12. Big, no, they're all going to be fun. I'm excited for conference play to start. I am, too. I believe it starts after the first of the year, right around there, for the most part. Yeah, so. for most, most, most of them, yeah. We, uh, we look forward to that. Only a couple more episodes until then. Um, no, I've got yeah, nothing else to add fun. for basketball. Um, um, you want to talk soccer really quick? Um, something we've been meaning to talk about <laughs> for a little while. Uh, obviously, we're a little bit slow on this. We just forgot to talk about it. We, we have personally so talked about on. it, just not on the pod. Yeah. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann, as many you know, of our many many listeners know um well maybe not i don't know we haven't mentioned it and if we're the only people you listen to then you don't know this 
But Jurgen Klinsmann was relieved of his duties as the United States national team's head coach, men's national team coach. And Bruce Arena. Bruce Arenas? Is it Arena or Arenas? Uh, I think it's I just remember. Arena. But I could be yeah, wrong. I don't know. Anyway, he is replacing Jurgen Klinsmann as the head coach of the U.S. men's national team. Thoughts? Go ahead, Brian. Um, I mean, we've already talked about this, and we have different views on this. I don't like it, personally. I think it's a bad decision. I think you need to stick with... I mean, you look at what he's done. He started out really well, and he's had some really great periods, but I feel like he was hitting another transition point where you're working more of the older guys out and the young guys in, and when you do that, it's going to affect team chemistry and your ability to play. Um, and I think that's what he was doing. He was trying to get younger guys into the rotation. And it unfortunately, it was at World Cup qualifying time, and they lost their first two World Cup qualifiers. And I think that's essentially what did it. Yeah, Um yeah, I think I think he. Start for... I th- I think he should have stayed. I do. I feel like they were looking for a reason to get rid of him because he's he has some strong opinions. Um, it's been well documented throughout his tenure as the head coach that him and head U.S. head officials don't necessarily see eye to eye on a lot of things, but. I honestly think we're going to be taking a step back. I don't think we're going to make the World Cup, to be honest. Ooh, I, I, do, I do not think the U.S. will make Write a World Cup. Write it down. Everybody remember that? I hope I'm wrong. I do. But... Yeah, well, you better be. <laughs> uh, um, I'm kind of indifferent on the whole, on the whole thing. Um, it's like, it could have gone either way. But... It is what it is. We can't go back. Um, obviously, I think it's the, the a big issue is that you had a, a German coaching an American team, which might, I mean doesn't seem like a lot. I don't have a problem with Germans. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just mean um, there's kind of a, a clash of you know ideals and you know personalities as so when it comes to soccer. Uh, I think Germans look at it a lot differently than, than Americans I do, also so. think a lot of it had to do with the casual U.S. soccer fan because they may not necessarily yeah. understand the intricacies involved with soccer, and I know people are probably laughing at that, but there there are intricacies involved in it. And I think a lot of, not a lot, but there's definitely a good number of U.S. fans that don't necessarily know the game and all that comes along with it all that well so yeah i think well, a lot of people we don't grow up in that culture we don't grow up seeing it we, we you know like you go to some of these other countries where it's they live and breathe soccer and for us it's you know we we know football like yeah the ins and outs football, football and basketball that. that's, those are the two that that's how the rest of the world sees soccer yeah and we're just we're not there you know people come over from other countries watching football They'll be like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, why did this happen? And we look at them like, are you stupid or something? Yeah, it's kind of obvious. The only thing (laughs) I can compare it to is kind of like the U.S. Like, U.S. 
football going over to England and like opening up a playbook for someone who is not familiar with the sport of American football and they look at these and they're like, what does any of this mean? It's just a bunch of X's, O's, and... Exactly, and I feel like some of that is... There's definitely some of that with soccer in the U.S. Yeah. People don't realize that, you know, there's... You know, the importance of, you know, things like formations, and... Yeah. Um, and by the way... It's just running up and down kicking a ball. It's... There's a lot of... I'm not sure we ever talked about this. I'm pretty sure we discussed that the U.S. lost to Mexico, and who was the other game? Costa Rica, I believe? Uh, yes, yeah. Um... So. But I did. I completely disagreed with how the the formation Klinsman used. Um, I thought it was really stupid to change from what he had been doing, because he completely changed the formation compared to what they the U.S. was used to playing in all of its friendlies prior to World Cup qualifying. And I will say, I think that was also part of it was the fact that he tried experimenting in World Cup qualifying. Yeah. It's not the best time to experiment. Nope. Um, but yeah, well, that's that. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens um, with the new coach. And it is Arena. Just yes, so I looked aware. that up too. It did. I looked it up, and it is Arena. No, <laughs> I'm sorry for misleading you. Um, we'll take the hate mail or whatever. Everybody can send us their emails and complain. <laughs> um, you got anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? I do not. I think it's time for the panda performers though. I, I definitely agree with you. Who you got for me? Mine is Malik Monk. Mm. He is the Popular the choice. freshman guard for Kentucky. Um, in their game against North Carolina, he put up 47 points. He was 18 of 28 from the field and 8 of 12 from three-point, which is pretty good shooting percentage for the amount of points that he scored. It, it seems like oftentimes... In college, if someone scores that many points, they're chucking up 50 shots, and they're only actually hitting half of them. But, I mean, he shot well over 60% in the game. So, he's my Panda performer. It was big time, big game against a very, very good Good opponent in North Carolina. So, that is my Panda performer. Who's yours? Who you got for me? Uh... A little less known, but Dane Evans of Tulsa, he's the quarterback there, in the Miami Beach Bowl, in which Tulsa beat Central Michigan 55-10. to He threw 304 yards and five touchdowns in his, in his final game as a college quarterback. Wow. So five touchdowns isn't bad at all. Big win, but bowl game, you can sail off into the sunset and <sighs> solid performance. He is my... My panda performer, Dane Evans. Well, so, I think that about wraps it up. I I agree with you. Um, we do want to real quick apologize because we've been having issues with uh, the iTunes feed. Do you wanna? Yes, iTunes. I'm not sure exactly. Google Play and Stitcher. Uh, I want to apologize to all of you. We did not know this, but our website had an update that happens automatically, like usual. And unfortunately, with one of the up the one of the updates, it messed up with the uh, core programming of the plugin we use for our RSS feed, which is what hosts the podcast to all of the different uh, stations. If 
Nice. You will. Yeah, so that's how iTunes, that's how Stitcher, that's how Google Play gets the podcast. And unfortunately, we were not aware. I was never notified that the RSS feed had broken with that last update. Um, it is fixed. So we are back operational for everyone, not just those of you on the website who had been listening because that was the only form of listening. So we appreciate it. Which Thank is you. surprising that we're getting, we're getting people, good number of people coming to our website. We are. Um, but on that note, just if anyone wants to contact us, you guys can find us on Twitter at BA Panda Sports. You can also email us any questions or comments you guys got at BAPandasports at gmail.com. For those of you guys listening on SoundCloud, you can find all of our older episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store. You can also listen to them on our own website, thepandasports.com. Um, thank you guys for listening, and have a wonderful week. Yeah, thank you.